You know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Sort of Purple Monkey Dishwasher Simpsons podcast brought to you by Comedy Here Often and AB3 Comedy. I am your host, Al Babcock, and today I am solo. I am on my own. This is the first podcast officially on the Comedy Here Often network. Um, basically, what it is is 604 Records in Vancouver, known for bands like Mariana's Trench and. Uh, Carly Ray Jepsen. It's actually owned by Chad Kruger of Nickelback. Um, so now I am legally and uh, contractually obligated to say that Nickelback is not that bad of a band. And um, I think everyone should lay off them a bit because uh, the worst thing Nickelback's ever done is still better than the best thing Cardi B's ever done. So let's lay off. Um, so basically, this is going to bring a lot of notoriety, a lot of uh, eyes onto Canadian podcasters, which we've never really had before. Um, there's some really good comedians that are signed on already, and um, I'm happy to be one of them. Um, I thought today I would start off with just describing why I like The Simpsons. Maybe my favorite, um, I have my favorite 20 episodes here. I wanted to do a top 10, and uh, my original list that I wrote down for my favorite episodes was 32 episodes long, so I, I couldn't narrow it down to 10. I narrowed it down to 20, and I still haven't put them in order. Um, I'm thinking of doing something with the podcast listeners, maybe doing like a like a little tournament where we all vote on what we think our favorite episodes are. And we'll see what comes out in the end as the best episode voted by the fans. But that's for later. So I'm Al Babcock. I'm a stand-up comedian. I started stand-up comedy uh, in March of 2016. It was my first time I ever performed. So almost five years ago now. Um, I... When I got into it, uh, like I never really knew where it came from. Um, like I was in a weird place in my life where I just kind of uh, I was watching a lot of stand-up comedy at the time, and and I just I started doing it. Like I went to a uh, which it was an amateur night, and I was watching, and I just got this feeling that I could do it. And I never thought about doing it before, even though I love stand-up comedy a lot. And um, I just got up and I talked to the manager. Like as soon as like I just got up and I I talked to the manager. Like my name was Karen. And as soon um, 
as I showed like that I really wanted to do it, the manager just asked me to tell him a joke. I can't really remember what I said, um, but I told him something and he gave me set two weeks later and I was on stage. And um, the, the moral of that story or where I was going with that story is basically I never really knew where um, my inspirations to do comedy came from. And I realized that The Simpsons was probably the biggest influence that I ever had on my sense of humor. Um, every day in my life, I, I quote The Simpsons. Um, I'm usually watching an episode at least like a day in my life. Um, I've watched The Simpsons as long as I can remember. I'm turning 30 this year, so I'm pretty much as old as the show. I was born in 1991. Um, I can remember it as long as I've lived. Um, I lived with two brothers and a sister who were always watching it. Um, so I remember watching it when I was like five or six, um, maybe even earlier than that, and being able to quote the lines and like saying those lines at school, even though none of my friends were allowed to watch The Simpsons. Like none of them knew what I was talking about. So. I think that's why I was always considered like the funny guy in school because no one really knew where these lines were coming from at the time even though I was just pretty much just quoting Bart Simpson or quoting Homer. Um, and I never really realized when I was a kid that like it was inappropriate in any way. Um, my family was always pretty relaxed. Um, I always knew like what was right and what was wrong, like that I shouldn't swear and I I knew the things that Bart did like weren't um, like school appropriate um, at the time, but still I would talk about them. Or, uh, but I was pretty, I had no clue. And still to this day, I'm going back and watching episodes and finding like little jokes that I never got at all or never would have got, especially references um, to literature and movies, uh, like hearing the Dr. Zayas song as a kid, I had no clue that was even a reference to Planet of the Apes until I watched that. There's a lot of examples, actually, uh, of that. So I would go to school, quote these lines, and uh, I just growing up, I, like, that's, I think that's where I got my sense of humor. And I remember a big thing uh, in my childhood was grade seven. Um, it came to the time where we had to write speeches in public school, or I think like pretty much everyone had the same curriculum, probably in Ontario, where once a year you had to like, get up and write a speech in front of your classmates. And in grade seven, for whatever reason, I just picked The Simpsons. And um, I would like talk about The Simpsons and quote The Simpsons to my teacher all the time. So like I knew he would like it and I knew like it wouldn't be a problem. Um, so I wrote like what I think was a pretty good speech and the whole class loved it. I did a big, um, speech comparing them to all in the family and the Flintstones and like how, where they got their ideas and, uh, how like basically cartoons had just been taking ideas from ones before them, which they actually touch on in like the itchy and scratchy episode where um, they find out that Roger Myers wasn't the original artist. It was uh, Chester. Um, so I did a lot of stuff like, and then I did like little even segments in my speech where it was, uh, I did my top 10 quotes and I did like my top 
um, chalkboard gags. Uh, I listed them off, and like I, I literally just killed this speech, and my teacher loved it, and um, he gave me like a really good grade on it. But the next day, my teacher was sick, and the next day, the school decided to have an assembly and have the person who gave the best speech from each class go up in front of the whole school and perform their speech. So I was, I don't even know how it happened, but I think pretty much uh, the whole class just said Al should do it. And they pretty much just collectively voted me um, to do it. But we had a substitute teacher. And I knew in the back of my mind that like, uh, there were things in this speech that were not appropriate for the whole school. Actually, you know what? I'm going to rewind on that. I don't think I knew. I, going back to what I said before, I think I was a little naive and didn't realize how bad the things I was about to say to the whole school were because I just said it to a group of 12 and 13-year-olds and that was pretty much the the demographic of those jokes and even my teacher understood at the time I'm playing to the audience here like this isn't anything that the kids hadn't heard before but when you're when you're seven or eight you you haven't heard these things and I didn't realize um, that you know parents don't let their kids watch The Simpsons and but uh, going back to the story I was voted in because the substitute teacher had not heard my speech so they, she was just hearing, oh, he must have an amazing speech. All the kids loved it. Um, I think if my teacher was there, he would have like said, no, it's not, it's not school appropriate. But anyway, so I go up in front of the whole school. This is an entire school. And uh, so grades, so kindergartens, kindergartens to grade eight. I did my speech on The Simpsons, but I got to a part where um, I was listing my favorite quotes, top 10 favorite quotes from The Simpsons. And I got to this part, I didn't realize, um, it was the Troy McClure quote at the end of the spin-off episode, where he says, I'll leave you with what you all came here to see, hardcore nudity. <laughs> And I, that wasn't that definitely wasn't even appropriate for <laughs> for for twelve and thirteen year olds, but I think I just had like a cool teacher who let it slide. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely wasn't appropriate. But it everyone just laughed. Everyone laughed, even though they probably didn't even get what they were laughing at as kids. They just knew I wasn't supposed to say that, and the whole assembly just started erupting and I can just remember the look on on the principal's face when she like heard what I said and she was just glaring at me and then she knew there was nothing like I just riled up this whole audience of kids but I kept going and uh, I got to the chalkboard gags part I'm sure there's worse stuff in this speech that I forget about, but these are the ones that I remember. And uh, there's probably way worse stuff in it that I quoted in there. But I do remember getting to the chalkboard gag part, and it was 
I will not trade underpants with others. And when I said that, I, the, the kids, I, like kindergarten to grade five, just lost their minds. Like, I think it was the first time I ever really killed in front of an audience. Like, I think maybe from, maybe that was the point where I wanted to start stand-up comedy, which is where I was going with this whole kind of story. Is like, that was the first time that I was ever, um, it's not the first time I actually did stand-up comedy in front of an audience. I did, I think it might have been the year before that. It was the year before that we had a talent show, uh, grade six, and I did stand-up comedy there, and pretty much the same thing happened, where um, I come from a family of, like, my dad's a truck driver, and like I said, I grew up watching The Simpsons since I was, like, five, and I grew up on the WWE, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and... and yeah, I was I was kind of desensitized to a lot of things that other kids weren't. So when the competition came around, or the the uh, it wasn't a competition, it was just like a a talent show. Uh, me and two buddies, Connor and Braden, we did stand up comedy where I think we just you know we just told jokes that we had heard or we told jokes we. Um, maybe, I don't think the internet was even, maybe it was around at this time, maybe they, they found on the internet, but <laughs> I'm thinking about this now. Um, I went up and I told a joke. I don't know what it was. Um, actually, no, I don't know what it was, but it was a blonde joke. Like I went up and I told a blonde joke and oh at this at this point it okay. No, I'm telling the story wrong here. There was an audition. There was an audition where it was just I think the school council and the principal and a couple teachers watching you uh to pass you on to the talent show. And we each went up there with like five different jokes. And I went up there with a blonde joke, and I and my principal was a blonde woman, and I remember it just like getting no laughs from the room, at all, like not not a single one. And then we, I remember actually, all five of us went, or all three of us went and did all five of our jokes, and I don't think anyone laughed at any of them, like not a single one. And a couple of them were good, but. I do remember also telling a joke about a newfie, which I didn't even know what a newfie was. <laughs> like I knew that I knew a newfie was someone from Newfoundland, like, but I didn't know it was like not a slur. It's because it's not a slur, but like it's a, yeah, it's not really the correct term to call someone, and I didn't really realize that um, my joke was like at the newfie's expense. Like my joke was like making them look stupid. And I remember just getting, I don't remember the talk, but I remember getting a talk from my principal after that, like explaining why that my jokes were too inappropriate and that they were funny. <laughs> I think 
because I went up there. I, I was at the talent show. Like, I did the jokes at the talent show. But I didn't... I, I think she made me change them to from Newfie to just, like, stupid guy or something. Like, there was a stupid guy. Man, I wish I could remember the jokes. I'll try and remember them. I'll try and ask around to my friends um, to remember exactly what I said. I know they were bad, though. I, but I still, like, got to say them. I still got, like, I just got... Um, what do they call it? I just got like standards and practices, you know, I had to go through standards and practices and they, uh, they censored, they censored me. The first time I was censored on a stage, grade seven, wouldn't be the last, but going back to the Simpsons story, it was pretty much the same thing. And then I just remember for like, I, I was like, so I'm not going to like use the term popular, um, but like just at all the kids around school, like I was known as the funny guy from that moment. Like I was known as the, uh, the joke, the jokester and not, I wouldn't say the class clown cause I got my shit done for most of the part. I wasn't like the disruptor. I wasn't that kid who was like yelling out in class. I was more of that kid who like just have a smart alecky remark for pretty much any situation. Um, but yeah, just going back, like I guess that's that could have been a huge turning point to why I did comedy. Um, I have my favorite episodes <clears throat> from back in the day. Um, it always used to seem like, well, it, it this is what happened. It it was syndicated in seasons onto cable, so like you'd see season seven like over and over and over for like months and then there'd be like season six and then you'd uh go to like teletoon and they'd have like seasons two and three and you'd go to like ctv and they would have uh seasons like six and seven so it always seemed like they were repeating the same ones over and over for a long time so i think that's how a lot of quotes got stuck in my head as a kid i think uh I remember recording them onto a VHS too, to date myself now, uh, recording them off the TV onto a VHS so I could watch them over and over. So I remember having like 10, probably not 10, probably like six or eight episodes on one tape um, that I used to just watch like religiously. And I think a lot of those are my favorite episodes. Um, like I was saying earlier, I came up with I wanted to come up with my top 10, but it ended up being my top 32, which I cut down to top 20. Um, so I'm going to list off my favorite episodes in no particular order, uh, starting with Lisa on Ice, which is the episode where they play hockey. Um, I think it's definitely in my top five for sure, When I maybe even my top three. Um, so many quotable lines, uh, hack the bone. I like Mr. Honey Bunny. I like the fact, I like when Marge takes Milhouse's teeth for no reason. <laughs> it's never really explained. Moving on to Marge versus the monorail, which is a classic, probably one of the best written episodes written by Conan O'Brien. Everybody knows that episode. Um, it, yeah, if you, if you haven't seen that episode or you're not too familiar with it, you need to go back and rewatch it. 
because it's just classic. The same with the next one, Itchy and Scratchy Land. They go to the, yeah, they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land, where uh, nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh, next one for me is Flaming Moe's. Obviously, I just think it's a well-written episode where Homer creates the drink, Moe steals it, and then the Red Hot Chili Peppers play in a bar. Um, New Kids on the Black. Or Black. I think that's how you say it. New Kids on the Black. Um, which I don't think would be in a lot of other people's top 20, but it is. It's one that I love. It's actually the episode with NSYNC, where... Um, Bart joins the boy band and the army, or the navy, sorry, um, puts subliminal messages in their music. Yvonne et Neage. Um, it's just a really memorable episode for me, actually. Um, next one, Bard of Darkness, which I, I think competes for one of my top um, three as well. The one where they have the pool and um, Bart breaks his leg. And he ends up being all isolated and weird. Um, that's one of my favorite episodes. Sideshow Side Bob Roberts, which is the one where Sideshow Bob runs for mayor. Um, it's very relevant right now with all the political corruption in that episode. Um, still holds up to this day. Really funny episode. Um, Homer Badman. <laughs> the one with the gummy Venus de Milo and Homer gets caught for sexual harassment. Uh, another really good episode. Another one with a strong message where he's innocent, but no one believes him. And the media makes him out to be this bad man, but really he's not. Um, and if it wasn't for groundskeeper Willie videotaping everyone, then um, he would have never been uh, let off his charges, more than likely. And uh, if Groundskeeper Willie didn't find him, Homer would have been in trouble. Um, Homie the Clown. Obviously the one where Homer becomes Krusty the Clown. Where he sees the billboard for Clown College. <laughs> um, the PTA Disbands, which is what this podcast is named after the episode. Um, the Purple Monkey Dishwasher episode, where... The PTA almost disbands. They don't disband. Um, but basically, teachers go on strike. That's that's the episode. Next, we have Lemon of Troy, the good old lemon tree episode. Um, obviously, that's just like a Simpsons classic. Next one is Radioactive Man, where they come into um, Springfield and they make the movie. Um, Bart wants to be Fallout Boy, which is where that name of that terrible band came from, uh, I'm assuming. And uh, Millhouse gets to be Fallout Boy. And uh, here, here's what I have to say about that. No one wants to be Fallout Boy. So why argue over it? Um, Lisa the Vegetarian, another one of my favorite episodes, probably in the top five. Um, where obviously where they go to the petting zoo and Lisa sees the cute animal, the cute lamb, and then she doesn't want to eat meat anymore. Um, really funny gag in that episode is when she's laying in the bed and she's like, it's bad enough they got to eat meat, they don't got to throw it in my face, and then Homer flips the burger and it lands on her face. 
that's one of the my favorite gags as well. Um, Homer Palooza, uh, where Homer gets shot with the cannon, and he goes on uh, on the uh, touring freak show with Smashing Pumpkins and Peter Frampton. Um, amazing episode as well because it's another story of like the kids don't think their dad's like cool anymore or I guess they never really did but um, Homer's just like trying to connect with them but he can't because he's so out of touch with like what the kids like I think like every generation of people go through that so um, next episode you only move twice which is the Hank Scorpio episode which is definitely challenges for my favorite episode of all time Hank Scorpio is the best character in The Simpsons of all time, in my opinion, and he's just so funny. Every single time he opens his mouth, it's a funny line, and just the fact that Homer's so oblivious that he works for, like, this terrorist or this, like, Bond villain, uh, he doesn't know at all, and also that um, Scorpio doesn't really know that Homer's stupid, either. Like, he he just treats him with respect. It's like one of the first times he's treated well by his boss. He actually is a really good boss, when you think about it, just when you get all that terrorism stuff out of the way. Um, City of New York versus Homer. Amazing episode where uh, Barney steals his car and it gets impounded between the Twin Towers, and the he needs to stay at it all day to get for to wait for the parking meter guy. And then he goes and eats too much crab uh, kalash and crab juice. And he has to go take a pee and he misses the guy. Uh, hilarious episode. Um, next episode, Realty Bites. Stay off the west side. That's the one where Marge sells the murder house. Um, it was actually Lionel Hutt's last episode uh, in a speaking role. So it was Phil Hartman's last episode in a speaking role for his tragedy, and uh, I just can't help but think, you know, if uh, Phil Hartman didn't pass away, there would have been just so many more Troy McClure and, and Hutt's, Hutt's uh, storylines to this, but um, yeah, R.I.P. Phil Hartman, man. Um, 22 short films, another challenger from my favorite episode where it's kind of the Pulp Fiction um, inspired episode where there's just 22. I don't think there's actually 22 in the actual episode. I think there's like 19 or 20. Um, but it, all the different short stories of the characters. Um, here's another one that might not be on everyone else's top 20, but it's definitely on mine. Is Hungry Hungry Homer. Um, it was a newer episode, I think, like, episode, or I think season 12. And it's the one where Homer discovers that they're going to move the baseball team to Albuquerque. So he goes on a hunger strike. I just That's one of my favorite episodes of all time. And then last on the list of top 20 would be Bart Gets Famous, which is the one um, where he goes to the box factory and then ends up going to the Krusty Studios and knocking over the thing and saying, I didn't do it. And he gets famous, and then uh, no one likes him like a week later. 
I think it's just another good, uh, really kind of meta joke towards show business. And um, it's one of my favorite episodes, and it's really quotable. Um, so that's my top 20. Um, that was a lot of words. I'll put a post out with the list. Um, what's your top 10, top 20 favorite episodes? Um, you can leave comments on the Facebook group, Purple Monkey Dishwasher Facebook group, which is up to like 350 people now, which is amazing. I, I've loved the, uh, the interaction. Everyone posts different Simpsons memes every day and, and different references. And so I would uh, urge you to join the Facebook group, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, and share your favorite memes. Um, I love, I, I, they make me laugh. <laughs> and um, you can email Purple Monkey Dishwasher Podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to be on the show or if you have something you'd like to include into the show, um, I'll ask you guys now do you have a story like I told today? A Simpsons story that uh, from your childhood. Make sure to follow AB3 Comedy on Facebook and all other platforms. Make sure to follow Comedy Here Often, which is the podcast network. And all the other podcasts that are on the network. There's some really great stuff coming out. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about some of the podcasts that are coming out yet because they haven't been launched. Um, but I, once they have been launched, I'll be talking about them on this podcast all the time. There's some really, really cool things happening with comedy here often. So um, thanks for tuning in. This was just a little story uh, to get to know me a little bit better. And uh, I, I'm really happy that we have this show. And uh, I'm going to be bringing you a lot of different guests. I'm going to be talking about different episodes. I'm also going to be bringing you a little bit of themed episodes where maybe we just talk about um, when the Simpsons predict the future. We talk about maybe we do like a character um, spotlight kind of thing where we pick apart one character and how they changed over the years or I can't wait to see where this podcast goes, to be honest. Uh, just uh, everyone reaching out through the Facebook group and through um, just wanting to be on. And um, I'm, I'm really excited.